Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the founder and CEO of Mara Poling. Happy to be with you again this week for a topic that I hope you'll find of value. And value is the key word this week as we're talking about no or low-cost value add. We like value-add projects. We enjoy investing in those kinds of assets. Many of them require thousands of dollars per unit in investments to generate the returns. Today, we're going to talk about how to generate value-add without putting any money into an asset or putting a very small amount in. Thanks for joining me, and that's our topic for the week. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. Our final uh, webinar of the first half of the year is coming up next week. If you are registered, fantastic. If you are not, please visit marapolling.com, the Learning Center. Click on the webinar tab, and you'll be able to find uh, the session that's coming up so that you can register for that. And uh, I do promise that in the next week or two, we'll have the second half of the year up. I've been threatening to do that for the last couple of weeks, uh, but we'll get that done here shortly. And with that, let's talk about value add. Typical value add that we would do and many sponsors do, or that you might do if you have your own portfolio, would be to look around at the competition and see that others maybe have nicer flooring, appliances, uh, maybe they've done something unique with paint or lighting or something like that. And so we're going to make an investment to do that. And that type of investment generally ranges from maybe three or 4,000 on the low end to as much as $10,000, maybe even more if it's a higher end improvement. And that's going to generate an incremental $100 or $150 or even $200 in incremental rent. Those are great returns absolutely a key component of value add. It's not the only way to do value add though. There are ways to increase the value of an asset without putting any money into the asset or only putting a very small amount of money into the asset. Now, we don't use those as primary tools without the other work that we do. These are simply additional value add projects that can be done alongside the more traditional interior unit upgrades. So with that, let's talk about some of those. As I mentioned a moment ago, this might be something of value to you if you have your own portfolio, whether it's a single family rental or a 40 plex that you own or you're a partner in. These are things you could look at doing in your current situation. And if you're investing with a sponsor, someone like Mara Poling, or investing with us, this is something you might look for in terms of the strategic plans for how assets are being managed. Are these kinds of things being done? If that's the case, then you can probably feel pretty good that you've got a sponsor that's checking all the boxes, that's looking at all the different ways to increase the value of an asset. All right, so let's start first with the absolute easiest one, and that is not really doing anything other than helping tenants and prospective tenants recognize the value of already existing value-add activities or amenities. So for example, 
We have a property that has security cameras and it has fencing all the way around the property. Makes for a very nice, secure, safe environment. Not in a terrible neighborhood, not someplace where we're overly concerned about safety and security, but everyone likes to know that they're not only themselves and their home, but their possessions, like their vehicle, is being looked after. Well, that can be something that gets overlooked. So when a prospective tenant comes in, we wanna make sure that they can see the camera array that we have, that we talk a little about the security that we have at the property and how if they ever have any issues, they can let us know, but that we're constantly on top of those items. Are we gonna get an immediate payback for that? Is somebody gonna pay us more because we put cameras in? No, they're not. It should help us with lease up, which will drive down our vacancy. And as vacancy decreases, we move into that range where we can change rents. Um, a pool, right? Almost every property that we own has had a pool. Uh, there've been a couple that haven't, but generally speaking, they've had at least one, if not several pools. Pools are fantastic when taking tenants on a tour of the property, we always make sure to swing through the pool and show them all the nice amenities there. Most tenants, most prospective tenants envision themselves with friends and family, bringing some steaks out, and barbecuing, cooking up some burgers, having a nice beverage and sitting by the pool. Not all tenants ultimately will take advantage of that amenity, but they see themselves doing that. And so not only having it there, but reminding folks. So for example, when we do a annual maintenance, maybe in the spring when we're getting the pool back online for the summer, if it's been offline, which in some geographies happens, uh, it's a great thing to make sure everybody's aware of it and send out a little notice and let everyone know that, hey, the pool is open again. We've done these improvements to it, even though the improvements might just be the normal maintenance and get everybody realizing, wow, that's right, we have a pool here. Some others would be laundry, right? Reminding tenants, and this could be little notices that we post, little flyers, maybe some signage, reminding everyone about all the conveniences of having our on-site laundry, new machines maybe have just been added, if it's a contract, that's not costing us any money, right? The contracted provider is making that investment, but we wanna make sure we take credit for it. Um, if there's an outdoor kitchen, I mentioned uh, a grill by the pool, there could be grills scattered throughout the property. Those are other items to remind people about. So great amenities that are already there. The key element here is an investment we need to make in communicating. It's not an incremental investment because we're already communicating with tenants on a regular basis, but we wanna make sure that some of these items we remind people about because it's easy to forget and get complacent. And then you don't really remember what a great place this is to live. And we wanna remind folks about that. All right, so like I said, that's the easy one. Now let's talk about some of the ones that are actual value adds where there's an additional amenity that gets provided and yet it either costs us nothing or there's very small amount of investment that's required. Uh, so let's, let's start with one of the ones that uh, I like and I think many tenants find truly valuable and that is assigned parking. Lots of tenants have 
uh, a vehicle that they want to make sure is uh, safe and secure, and they want it to be where maybe they can see it outside of their window, or they want to have a shorter walk in order to get from their vehicle into their unit. If it's first come first serve parking, then if I work a shift where maybe I get home a little later than other people, I may not be able to park near my unit and I'm parking off in the quote unquote visitors kind of area. Well, if there's a sign parking, I don't have to worry about that. I've got a space right near my unit. That's typically the way they'd be assigned. And what I'm describing isn't occasional assigned parking where, for example, a la carte, you can ask for an assigned space or not, but where we simply do assigned parking for the entire property. We go through and map it out. Everybody gets at least one space. In some properties, we've assigned two spaces for a unit. It's all dependent upon how those properties are laid out. There is some cost, right? So we have to go around and somebody has to number the spaces. So a stencil and some paint. We're talking a few hundred dollars of expense, something that can be done quite easily. And yet we could see a very nice return. Let's say that we were to get $15 a month. That's not an uncommon number, can be higher. I don't know that I've seen it much lower than that. So let's just use $15. 12 months in the year, that's $180 on every unit. $180 of essentially incremental NOI. Yes, there's going to be some additional expense associated with it from the standpoint of the property management firm is going to collect that. Therefore, it's going to go against their fees. So there's a few percentage points that disappear. But for our purposes, we're going to say it's the full $180. On 100 units, that's $18,000 in annual incremental NOI. If it only costs us a couple hundred bucks, that's essentially all profit. And that incremental value, $18,000 at a five cap, which would be $20 of value for every dollar of incremental NOI, is $360,000 in additional value we've created at the property for an investment of a couple hundred dollars. And tenants are paying for that, but they're paying for it because there's real value there. Every tenant likes to be able to come home and know that whatever the hour of the day, they're going to be able to park in a space that's close to their unit, that allows them to maybe see their vehicle from their unit. Very, very nice from that standpoint. Now, you might be listening to that and saying, well, what about covered parking? Absolutely. Covered parking is very similar. Generally not done for the entire property. However, covered parking, there's a significant investment. It might be $1,000 or $1,500 or some other cost per space to actually install the covered parking. Here, we're talking about essentially just a stencil and some paint, and then the administration of managing that with each of the tenants. Here's another one that we like. We do it at many of our properties, not all. This is something that needs to be like all of these amenities benchmarked against the competition. But another one we like is valet trash. If you're not familiar with that term, what valet trash is, is instead of tenants leaving their property, their unit every day with a bag of trash and going to a dumpster somewhere on the property and tossing it in and hoping that there's room in that dumpster because there was a party at somebody's unit last night or whatever it might be, instead of that, 
we contract with a service and that service provides a trash can to that tenant and those tenants set their trash can outside of their door on a daily basis maybe not every day maybe it's four or five days a week some frequency and that is picked up every morning emptied by this company that we contract with and then returned to that unit so that they can uh, put it back inside their unit and continue to use it that particular day. No more do I have to wander off to the dumpster every day to take out my trash. We enjoy the benefit of having a property that's cleaner because not all trash that someone takes out always makes it to the dumpster or into the dumpster. This way we have a higher degree of confidence that ha that happens. And this doesn't cost us anything. There's no incremental or initial capital investment we have to make. All we do here is sign a contract with a firm where, and I'm gonna make some numbers up, where we pay this firm $10 a month to do this. And we charge the tenants $20. So we make $10 a month providing this service. $10 a month, 12 months, it's $120 a year. That 100 units that we're talking about will be $12,000 or an incremental value of $240,000. And this begins to separate this property maybe from some of the competition in that Valet trash is a little higher end kind of amenity, not something you would see generally at a C property, something you probably see at just about every A property. Therefore, this moves the experience a little more towards the A end of the spectrum. All right, one more, and this one's going to seem a little odd, so bear with me and give me a chance to get all the way through it. And that is work orders. So a work order is when a tenant places a request to have some work done. They might do it through an electronic system. They may call the office. They might stop in the office and say, hey, my garbage disposal isn't working right, or I've got an outlet that, that doesn't work, or my HVAC isn't working correctly, whatever it might happen to be. So some of those are kind of minor. Some of those are more significant. It is not uncommon when we talk to tenants for tenants to say, I put in a work order for X six months ago and nobody's ever done anything with it. I don't dispute that. I think that's exactly what happened. Did it get into the system? Did it go in the right way? If it was put in electronically, did it get missed somehow? Uh, did the tenant put it in the system and maybe didn't hit the submit button or who knows what? but for some reason it didn't get addressed. Now, when that tenant comes around to renewal time, that's in the back of their mind. Might be a minor issue, right? Might be, hey, I've got an outlet that's a little funky. I need somebody to take a look at it. Might not be a huge issue, but in their mind, we aren't, we're not being as responsive as we need to be. So, because we're gonna deal with every work order anyway. Remember, if that tenant ultimately moved out, and there is an issue with an outlet, we're going to end up dealing with that on the turn or shortly after someone else moves in and says, hey, this is broken, come fix it. So we're going to spend the money to address the problem anyway. Why not do it in a manner where we can take credit for it? So a common activity is to have a work order day. 
spread the word to everyone. Hey, we're going to take care of any outstanding orders that are out there. If you've got any issues, please let us know. Maybe we bring in some additional staff, which sounds like additional expense, but remember, we're going to fix these items over time anyway. So we're simply taking care of them all at once as opposed to spreading them out over a number of months. This way, we not only get all these things taken care of and potentially address some issues that might become worse later. For example, an HVAC that's having a problem today might be something we could address today for a few hundred dollars that saves us spending a few thousand dollars in six months if it wasn't addressed today. We want to make a lot of noise about that. And then we monetize that. We get our money back. We make our value add on the fact that we're going to get higher renewals. We're going to get more favorable reviews, right? The word on the street will be, that's a great place to live because they take good care of their tenants. So let's say, and this is the most modest example I could come up with, that we were to get an extra $10 in rent on every unit over the course of a year by virtue of doing this kind of focus. Maybe it's a semi-annual uh, work order day or something like that. So $10 a month on every unit for 12 months is again, $12,000 in incremental income, right? So we're making 12 grand, just like we made 12 grand on valet trash. And we made 18 grand a year on assigned parking. You take that 12 grand, you multiply it times, we're using $20 in a five cap market here. And we get an incremental value of $240,000. And all we've done is spent some money now that we were going to spend over time, which ultimately isn't really any additional cost. So in these three examples, we've invested a few hundred dollars for assigned parking. We haven't really invested anything for valet trash and for work orders, we simply spent money today that we were gonna spend over the next several months anyway. And we've generated an extra 18,000 plus 12,000, so 30,000 plus another 12,000. So an extra $42,000 in incremental income. That's incremental cash flow. That's incremental NOI. And when you ap apply that to a uh, five cap, right? So $20 per dollar of incremental NOI, we get $840,000 in incremental value. That's significant. And we've done that simply by managing the property well, as opposed to having to throw a bunch of money into it. That doesn't mean that we aren't going to do a three or four or $5,000 per unit upgrade that could add $100 a month or $150 a month or $200 a month in rent on each unit that we upgrade. So these items are low cost, no cost, and as I said, in some instances, they're already done. We simply need to remind our tenants and make sure that we're continually selling our property, selling the benefits of what it is we provide so that everyone remains cognizant of, wow, what a nice place this is to live. As I said, we do that at our properties in our portfolio. Other sponsors, I'm sure, do some of these same items, although they may or may not do all of these things. 
And if you have your own portfolio, let's say you have a fourplex, you can do these exact same things. Remind your tenants on a regular basis in a very kind way about all the great things that they already benefit from. If they don't have assigned parking, now in a fourplex, it might be less of an issue, but it might not. If you're in a neighborhood, for example, where the street parking is uh, by permit only or prohibited, and so everybody wants to have a space, then assigned parking might be a way to deal with that so that everyone is guaranteed a space and a space that's as convenient for them uh, as possible. You certainly could do something like valet trash. You wouldn't be able to hire a firm for a four unit property, but you could probably have someone that would do that for you on a regular basis. There's probably someone out there you could contract with that would be able to take care of that. And work orders, you absolutely can do that work so that you're staying on top of it, maintaining your property well, and at the same time, doing it in such a way that you're reminding tenants, hey, we take care of you. That's part of our commitment to you. And then remind them of that when it comes time for renewals, because when they're shopping around and looking at other places they could go, you want them thinking, yeah, but boy, it's really nice living here because whenever I have an issue, they take care of it. And that's really valuable to me. So I hope you found value, no pun intended, in this week's session uh, for the uh, cost of the 20 minutes or so that you invested in uh, listening to us this week. If you have questions about this session, please shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. If you have suggestions for topics, we're always happy to have those conversations and looking forward to uh, any input anyone might provide. Again, just shoot me an email and please swing by the Learning Center to check out uh, the current webinar schedule as well as those that we'll be posting in the next week or two. Thanks for joining me. Please join us next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling.